Uncle Dog Darius. I didn't say fudge. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, and I'm joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, mayor of my Animal Crossing island, Dan Takaki. Hello, everybody. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. Correct. We love Christmas, and what you're here for is us just having a good time and talking about Christmas movies. So let's just go ahead and kick it off. What movie are we talking about this week dear daniel so today we are talking about the christmas classic 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 a christmas story christ i know (laughs) guys this movie isn't good (laughs) i don't know i don't know what happened that this became a classic movie this isn't a good movie when we were coming up with the original idea of this podcast I knew we would have to do this because i've only known this as that like bad movie that shows around christmas yeah i fully did not know much about this movie but i did have a list that i made per usual yeah and so as we started off this movie i asked kara what she thought this movie was gonna be about look i was spot on is all i'm gonna say for someone who has never seen this movie before which i haven't i pretty much nailed it because i looked at my notes during the movie and then the notes before the movie and it had the same first note which is this little boy is in it who is not as cute as macaulay culkin yeah he's not great he's fine (laughs) I'll talk a little bit more about the actor later on. Also, like, don't come for us, because this movie was made a million years ago, and this little boy is a full adult, if not deceased. So, like... He's he's not. He's He's, not? He's he's not deceased. He's, like, 40. Oh, okay. I thought thought maybe we were in a situation where, like, he's Benjamin Button, and he's, like... No, this movie came out in 1983, I had this realization the other day that we are as close to the 80s right now as we were in the 90s to the 50s. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It took place in post-war 40s, so they tricked you. (laughs) They got you good. What I wrote is that he is a chonky, needy boy. I'm not size shaming. I'm just saying he's a little little chonky little boy. Um, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out was the whole thing of this movie, according to me, before I saw it, which instantly is a great Fall Out Boy song. Um, I thought it would be boring. Quote, I think he just wants a gun, question mark, end quote. Uh, He licks a pole and that's bad. And I thought that it was set in rural Ohio and that the parents were going to be trash. You're pretty close on most of that. Yeah. And then I wrote, last bullet, quote, I anticipate I'm going to hate this, end quote. Yeah. You came around in the second half. Do you mind if I give a quick synopsis about what this movie was about? Yeah. I'm honestly, I've seen it and I, I'm thrilled to learn what it's about by your synopsis right now. A Christmas Story came out in 1983 and was directed by Bob Clark. 
Um, Bob, Bob. Clark, Bob Clark is also known for directing Baby Geniuses, and that's about it. It stars Peter Billingsley as the titular Christmas story. Oh, good old Christmas story with his glasses. And yeah, his so he's this, he's this little kid from a small town in Indiana who, as Kara said, wants a toy gun, a Red Ryder BB gun specifically. What is it with Peters in Indiana? Anyway, uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> So, this little kid, trivia question number one. What is his name? You just said Christmas Story. No, but what's the character's name? God. Chris McAllister was... Chris McAllister? (laughs) Kevin McAllister was in Home Alone. Right, 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 right. His name was Ralphie. Was it? Yeah. I've never heard that name in my life. His name was Ralphie, and he and his parents, who weren't given names, and his little brother, uh, Randy... Randy. Uh, We're hanging out at Christmas time in Indiana and he wanted a BB gun and everybody kept saying, you'll shoot your eye out. And so he tried to suck up to his parents, Santa, his teacher, all of them to be like, get me a Red Rider BB gun. And all of his family and his parents and Santa were all like, you're going to shoot your eye out. Is Red Rider like a like a real brand? Am I supposed to know what this is? Yeah, it's a real brand of mm-hmm. BB guns. And we'll talk about this in my notes about how yeah. I, I don't understand this movie. Yeah. Culturally. You gotta be born in the Midwest. I had a Red Rider, Red Rider, Red Rider BB gun. You did? Yeah, Jeff got me one. Jeff is my brother, for those not keeping score at home. <laughs> Shout and out to Jeff. Yeah, so this movie is just basically about him wanting to get a gun and his parents being like, no. And then... He goes through throughout the rest of the movie trying to prove that he's worthy of a gun by doing nothing, really. He tries to do good on a paper or a theme, an essay. Yeah, okay, side note. They they say that, that there's this assignment, like his teacher, he's like, what, eight in yeah, this movie? Like so eight. he's like in the third grade. And like the teacher's like, oh, you need to write a theme. And Dan and I were like, what the fuck is a theme? And apparently it's just like a short essay. It looks like he took about two pages to write a theme about why he deserved a gun. He got a C-plus on this paper. Also, weird sexual energy with the teacher for some reason. We're going to get into this a little later, Pat, on on my notes on this movie. Yeah, this movie's not really about anything. It's just he wants a gun, and he... He gets it. he He gets it at the end, and doesn't shoot his eye out, but he shoots a target, and it ricochets off the metal thing behind it and hits him in the eye. And then, well, it hits him under the eye. Well, yeah, it hits him under the eye, knocks his glasses off. He breaks his glasses. There's and then he thing. just lies. He just lies and gets away with it because that's the moral of Christmas is if you lie enough, you're going to get what you want. <laughs> is that not just the moral of life? Capitalism. Capitalism, yeah. Same thing. I would say this movie is all B-plots. The, the secondary character of the story is his dad. His dad has a lot of things going on. <laughs> he His dad wins this crazy contest what i don't i think it was a radio contest to win a leg lamp yeah um, yeah which, which apparently is, was like an iconic thing that people talk about or yeah, know about it is and a, i just i don't I it don't is an, it's an iconic visual of this movie is the leg lamp yeah um ralphie his old the older version of himself is narrating this movie throughout right and he calls this the soft glow of electric sex <laughs> The lamp. The not, lamp. The not lamp. the memories itself. The lamp is the soft glow of electric sex. It was this, like, maybe, like, three-foot-long leg with fishnet stockings on it. Uh, okay. I have to start with my first notes, which is that this movie is too long. Yeah. And, and this, this movie... Is... We watched this movie over a span of weeks. Like, we watched the first half, like, maybe two, three weeks ago, and then the other half before recording and I will say the first half is so much worse than the second half maybe it's because they're trying to introduce 
the least interesting people on earth to us um, in the first half of the movie. And by the second half, like, we're like, yeah, we got it. You guys are like porridge come to life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They eat a lot of red cabbage in this movie. Yeah. It's a lot of gruel looking things. This is like some depression era bullshit. It's just 1950s Midwest don't know how to cook. I've literally never felt more brown than I have watching this movie. <laughs> For context, I'm 100% um, Latinx, and I, uh, I, I was born and lived in Central America until 1996. So, like, six years of my life I spent in Central America, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm literally like, is this what... I, I turned to Dan at one point, and I'm like, is this supposed to be, like, his, like, distorted memories? Is this a documentary? Like, what... Do people... I have to imagine that this is just what 1950s Indiana was sort of like. I want to talk about the mom because the mom is dealt the worst cards on earth because she's a woman in the 50s in the United States, already a nightmare. And she's married to this like guy who has this like obsessive need to win like radio contests. And then like there's this whole scene where they like have a fight because she accidentally breaks the lamp and like behind her back, the dad gets the BB gun after it's been made expressly clear that she does not want the blonde boy to get the BB gun, Ralphie. Ralphie. <laughs> and like, it's all extremely cartoonish. And also, oh my gosh, remember when they sleep in different beds? That they like pan to the room and they sleep oh, in different yeah. beds? <laughs> that was part of part one of our viewing. I don't super remember much of it. <laughs> By the way, I've seen this movie, guys, upwards of 15 to 20 times because I grew up in the Midwest and... And part of the group of people whose families thinks this is a, an irreverent movie. Is it? Do people think of this as irreverent? Pe- Roger Ebert gave this four out of four stars. People love this movie. I will say, I cackled in the second half. Here's the thing, though. I can't remember what I was laughing at. I'm literally like, ha, 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 humor. What was I laughing at? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember what you were laughing at at all. It wasn't the scene where he was possessed and got into a fight. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. He gets possessed. Okay. In this movie, there is a bully named Farkas. He is his name is Farkas? Farkas. That's his last name. I think his name's like Scott or something. Sure. Like Like all redheaded people in the 50s, his name's Scott. This bully that doesn't really do anything throughout the whole movie other than just yell at these kids and chases them. And then at some point, Ralphie gets fed up and just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And he gets, he gets really bloody. And his mom catches it. Like, there's, you know, like the typical, like, everybody chanting, fight, fight, fight. And his mom shows up out of somewhere and pulls him off of him. And Ralphie is just sobbing while he is beating the shit out of this kid. And his mom's like, it's okay. Go wash up. You're fine. And then later... The mom's like, Ralphie got in a fight. And his dad's like, what? And she's like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, boys will be boys. I will say, then she like, she kind of has this entire like Jedi mind trick with her husband because she's like, I know what will, what will get him to stop thinking about this fight. (laughs) The Chicago Bears. Am I right? (laughs) Like this whole thing. I remembered what made me laugh so hard. Okay. There's a scene when their like tire blows out. And Frankie? Ralphie. Ralphie says um, the F word. Um, And then he gets like a bar of soap put in his mouth because he cursed, even though his dad curses all the time. Relatable content. And there's this like entire scene afterwards in which Ralphie talks. (laughs) 
imagines how he will finally get his vengeance because he's going to be blinded from soap poisoning. And there's this dream sequence where he comes back, like, even though he's, like, him as a boy in, like, a full, like, coat and, like, glasses because he's, like, blind, like, sunglasses. And he's like, I got blind from soap poisoning. And then his parents, like, sob next to him. And I cackled. I was like, this is this is funny. Like I it, it brought me such wild joy that I, I I will say that was the highlight of the film for me. Um, I feel like I'm talking it up too much. This movie's really bad. I don't understand how people like this movie. Yeah, I, we're I, talking I, about all this stuff. All of all of what we've talked about probably encapsulates maybe 15 minutes of this 93 minute and movie. And it's in the second half because we don't fully remember the first half because it is so absolutely boring. I I just can't imagine life being this dull. Yeah, so I want to talk about the Christmas parade and the Santa parade and like him meeting Santa. Sure. So in this Christmas parade in small town Indiana, there is a cast of the Wizard of Oz (laughs) just walking through the town and they start beating up Mickey Mouse Yeah. amidst during the Christmas parade and like they just are like, oh, look, it's Mickey. And they don't ever mention the Wizard of Oz. It's just the Wizard of Oz cast is there. And I'm trying to figure out if they had to pay for the rights to the Wizard of Oz, which I think might be in the public domain, but they definitely had to pay for the rights for Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. You yeah. know, I don't know what was going on in 1983 in terms of copyright laws and stuff like that, but Mickey Mouse is fully in this movie, and they call him Mickey. Well, maybe it's a parody. Right? But they so, call him Mickey. So it's fair use, you know? If you're, like, making fun of something, it's fair use. Is it is it making fun of them because they're just beating him up? <laughs> this gets into a lot of the minutiae of, like, my time in New York City walking through Times Square and being wildly confused by all these, like, very horrifying Mickey mascots in Times Square and being like, how is this allowed? And I think it's just so bad and distorted. And also the Disney Corporation has better things to do that they never go after them. And I imagine, I mean, this Mickey Mouse looked rough. It wasn't like a cute Mickey Mouse. No, but it was Mickey. Like (laughs) they called it Mickey. I will say the Wizard of Oz continues beyond the parade. And like we then see when he gets the C plus on his essay that like his teacher turns into the Wicked Witch of the West Mm -hmm. and his mom into like a Joker figure. And also in the parade, it's like Tin Man, the Wicked Witch of the West, and then the Flying Monkeys. And I I think the lion shows up. I think it's the Scarecrow. One of them. One of those. there too. It's confusing. (laughs) After that, Ralphie is like really anxious. He's like, I got to go meet Santa. Santa's going to be my ticket in to get the Red Rider BB gun. Right. And, And Santa is atop this maybe like 30 foot tower of stairs that has a slide at the end. There's some angry elf folk. I will say the slide setup is very cool, but the workers and Santa is terrifying. They're very grumpy. And this is, you know, something that as a child, I always was freaked out about. Like this movie kind of freaked me out as a kid because of all these weird sequences that there are and weird camera angles. You need to tell the people that you have a fear about mascots generally, because this is not... Yeah, guys, I don't like mascots. The Easter Bunny is a demon. (laughs) And that's it. That's the end of that story. Here's a segue. We went to Disney World together last year, and Dan has a very specific fear of mascots. And I, I think this probably reached its height when you were like going on summer vacations with your family as a child. Yeah. And um, literally, Dan was like, 
getting over his like fear he's like listen as long as i don't run into chip and dale i think i'll be fine and the second we walk into the park it's just chip and dale <laughs> yeah chip and dale are hold a special place in my heart filled with hatred they're just the worst so kara yeah let's jump into your segment on how do we make this movie better oh i'm so excited can i make a guess yeah, please. It cut at least 30 minutes. Yes, all movies should be 90 minutes. 80. This movie is 93 minutes. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me we only watched the first half hour two weeks ago? Yeah. Wow. This movie needs to be 45 minutes in that case. Half of it needs to go. Number one, recast Ralphie um, as Macaulay Culkin, because Macaulay Culkin's the only acceptable little blonde boy. Episode. I don't know if he was born yet. Remake. <laughs> <laughs> this film i cannot wait remake this movie when in 1990 with macaulay culkin all kids should be as cute i cannot get over how cute macaulay culkin was i'm gonna make a christmas jumper sweater that's our merch macaulay culkin's the cutest kid on earth merry christmas um i'd say we remake it with macaulay culkin we cut it in half i don't understand any of the editing or structure of this film the best parts of this film are when it's clear that the little boy is like hallucinating or imagining his vengeance uh to the bullies and to his parents i don't understand if people relate to the father figure or if he's supposed to be so absurd i think people relate to the father figure or having him as a father i i don't understand the dad's plot in any of this like he's angry about the furnace the fur the furnace is the bane of his existence what is it with both the movies that we've watched in which the furnace is like you know when you're in like brit lit or an english literature class no and then <laughs> i don't famously i don't <laughs> often you have to find like symbolism in every story and you like are really just like pulling at anything and anytime there's like heat or fire or underground it is like a symbolism for like hell and so both movies the main character is terrified of the furnace is this a common theme for little boys in the midwest i don't know i ask a little boy from the midwest our furnace was like it didn't like create smoke or have like open flames in it though ours was just a metal box Regardless, the father's upset all the time about everything and seemingly jealous and hates all of his neighbors. He hates the neighbor's dogs. That's another big point. So we'd be remiss to not talk about the end of the movie. Sorry to cut you off. But the end of the movie, he gets the BB gun, but he also gets a pink bunny costume. So when all of you people talk about, why did you talk about the pink bunny costume? He gets a pink bunny costume. It's not that big part of a story. Do people talk about all of these things like they're iconic moments? Yes, they do. The bunny costume is a whole thing. The... The scene where the dogs eat the turkey is not a big moment. When they go to the Chinese restaurant, that is. I don't understand how that's memorable. I I, I think that the, the, the lamp is memorable. The lamp is memorable. The bunny costume is memorable. You know, like when you're in a movie that's all muted tones, something <laughs> with color comes into well, yeah, the scene. I remember the bar of soap. Wait, the bar what? of soap, bright yeah. red. Why? What soap is red? What are they? What are they putting in there? A poison that blinds him. Remember, po- blinding poison. Yes, correct. Now, a dad in a movie that I love is the dad from To All the Boys I Loved Before. He's my favorite dad. Yeah, he's a pro- good dad. He's a good dad. So we get that dad, and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna shoot your eye out." Wait till I tell you about the dad later. Oh my god! Wait, let's just jump into that. Cool. All right. So as I do every time, I have some trivia for this movie to piggyback off of what I said about the dad. 
The dad was originally cast as Jack Nicholson. Shut up. Jack Nicholson was originally interested and almost cast no in this movie. No way. Yes. But the director vetoed it because he thought Jack Nicholson would be too expensive to get for this movie, which mid-80s Jack Nicholson, yeah. probably too expensive for yeah. this movie with a budget of $3 million. Okay. I think that's shocking and also would have been good. Yeah. Well, well, we, we said, and maybe this is a... a Point that we should look up at some point where I was like halfway through this movie and I was like is this movie a horror movie because the way it's cut and the way and like I think we could have really doubled down on the Christmas horror movie theme if we had gotten Jack Nicholson I yeah I think this movie was scary this movie yeah. scared me growing up like it, it still scares me I don't know if it scared me it always unsettled it always left me unsettled yeah it was like one of those things where I was like hmm Something is not Wait, right. Here. In the first half of the movie, is it when they eat like out of with their hands, or they put the plate of food in their face, or yes, something? Yes, there's that a happen? whole point where they're eating dinner, and Randy refuses to eat, and so the mom convinces him to eat by telling him to eat how a pig would eat, and he stuffs his face in the plate. Okay, I have not seen this movie in in its entirety before this podcast, but I had seen bits and pieces because it's everywhere, and I remember watching that as a kid and being like repulsed. And, like, this is me, like, look, don't come for me. I can have fun as much as the next person. I just think, and, and I think the mom, for the most part, is good and does what she can with the resources she has. However, it just all feels so grotesque and visceral. And I'm like, how can people enjoy this? Yeah, it's rough. I'm not, I'm not for it. I'm, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. Anyway, Jack Nicholson was not the dad. There's a point during this movie where... Ralphie is trying to get in the good graces of his teacher. Yes. And he presents her on Christmas with a giant fruit basket to... Shocking. I think the idea here is he wants to bribe her into getting him a good grade on his paper about why he should get a Red Rider BB gun. But the way it is portrayed makes it seem like Ralphie is like trying to get it in with his teacher. <laughs> it's unsettling. It's, it's, it's... And also like... Every person's beautiful, but this woman is not portrayed as, like, hot. Like, you know right. when you see a hot teacher. And, like, I get, like, students having a crush on the teacher. Sure. Like, sure, that happens. Like, this woman is not portrayed as warm during the movie. Like, she is crass. She is portrayed as the Wicked Witch of the West at one point. She's also not, like, a big part. This is not a Miss Honey situation. Right. Like, this is... Can I tell you? This is the... That's who I keep thinking of when I'm like, <laughs> teacher who I am in love with is Miss Honey. <laughs> it's just... She's just so boring. <laughs> it just feels like a series of boring events that happen vaguely in winter. It's hard to follow because it feels like I'm watching the world's most boring person go through about two weeks of their life. What other trivia do you have for us? Some other trivia I have is every year on Christmas, this movie airs on TBS for 24 hours. So it plays 12 times on Christmas every year. Since TBS, like the, very funny. TBS, very funny. This movie, not very funny. So here's what I think. TBS is owned by Time Warner, correct? Sure. This movie is also a Warner, Warner Time Warner sure. movie. And I think this is just... Ted Turner trying to make money off of this movie, being uh -huh. like, if we play this all the time, people will think this is the best Christmas movie ever. Yeah. And that's what happened. They tricked people. <laughs> they tricked people into thinking this is the best Christmas movie ever when there are other Christmas movies out there that are better. Yeah, I mean, there is this, this psychological phenomenon that is that you find 
the things that are familiar, you have a bias towards them as it being good. So that is what has happened to the American public. And I thoughts and prayers, thoughts because and prayers. there's every movie's better. I, I just want to say, I, I know that we've been poo-pooing uh, Christmas Story. Sorry if this is your favorite movie on earth. I would happily suggest other films to you. Slide into my DMs. But I want to say, um, the second half made me laugh. I just want to put a silver lining. The second half made me laugh. Um, it made me appreciate Home Alone way more. I think I was a little harsh on Home Alone. Home Alone's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy this film. But... I'm glad I never have to watch it again. Yeah, so for me, this movie, much like Home Alone, is packed with nostalgia, but for me, the nostalgia is not great. Like, I don't like this movie. I've never liked this movie, and I've never understood why people like this movie. It's one of those movies that, like, you know, growing up, it was on all the time at Christmas, and I always was like, why are we watching this? (laughs) We could be watching Home Alone. (laughs) And it's just... I don't get it. Yeah. Clearly, other people love this movie. Like, it's rated well by people who've seen it and critics. But yeah, I've never been a huge fan of this movie. Yeah. And rewatching it now in July did not, (laughs) did not make it much better. I'll tell you what. So, Kara, as we do every episode, Uh it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. Sure. For our listeners out there. Uh, we've decided to make our rankings and this podcast around the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. So, Kara, out of 12, how many days of Christmas do you give this? I would give this film, what's the first one? A partridge in a pear tree? I would give it a partridge in a pear tree, which is infinitely above my original ranking of zero. Yeah, I really don't like this movie, guys. Yeah, I'm going to give this two turtle doves out of 12 wow. days of Christmas. I know, just a hair above yours. One, two birds above yours. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think for me, it's just like this movie doesn't do anything for me and it's just bad. It's, it's a bad movie and there's no plot and no one's cute in this movie. There's not really anybody who's cute in this movie. There's a lot of screaming. There's no Christmas feeling. Right. And like, maybe it's cause we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's July and we're kind of hot, <laughs> but like this movie, it really doesn't do anything for me. I don't think it needs a one, but I don't think a two is any, any better than that. I, I appreciate your um, your symbolic two. Yeah, it's it. it's a it's a two for effort. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thanks and so much, everyone. Join us next time as we take a look back at another Christmas classic. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Dan has never seen it, so it's the first one that we'll be flipping the the script. Flipping the script, so to speak. And yeah. I'll have some notes on what I think this movie's about. But Kara's seen this movie, and I think it's probably another movie that i'll think is fine because <laughs> most movies are fine and because we're controversial and brave please join us in saying merry, merry christmas, christmas.